Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 23. Taylor Marshall and I go through a crazy Week 3 around the state. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Week 3 is in the books. We've had four weekends of races now. Indiana Runner Podcast, Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, we say... Two guys with faces for radio and voices for traditional print media. That's right. Welcome. It's, it's never been more true than it is right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm joined by a man who either did or did not do a long run today. Did you do a long run today? I did a bike ride today in support of someone else's long run, ah, but I did yes. not actually run that. Well, I've been, not I've been sick the past few days, so I, I haven't got a lot of running, but I, I'm feeling well enough to get back on the horse, so to speak, tomorrow. Well, and here you are. You yeah. took a couple weeks off the podcast, but now you're feeling better. And I I bet you got some fresh takes. I got some fresh takes. I just want to say a big shout out to everybody who uh, who missed me out there the past couple of weeks. So we're back, baby. Go All right. Let's see some fresh takes here. Okay. One meet early. We had quite a few weekday meets. One early in the week that did have a a, a multitude of competitive teams this is the nlc meet i think it's called the nlc super duel they run these taylor it's kind of it's kind of strange they run them as a series of dual meets which i thought was a little odd so in the boys when they scored each of these out as dual meets because they're required to run against every other school in the conference in a dual meet so somebody i don't know who it was some genius got the idea we can run all the dual meets at once and score right. it out separately to fulfill this part of our our conference's weird contract. Which, let me you want to you want a fresh take. Let me say this: this is the most asinine idea I have ever heard. I mean, this is a throwback to days of of dual meets and of athletic directors saying we're going to have a, a singular contest one v one, as if this is a basketball round robin or something. No, but you know what it is. Get it's away called the, it, it's called the NLC round robin. Yeah, so yeah, they well, ran the meet all at once, but it's not their conference meet. This is just the precursor to their conference meet that counts as the duels. You know who I'm sure agrees with you? Every coach in this conference. All of the coaches in the Northern Lakes Conference. Anyway, yeah. it, albeit strange, it was a good race. And uh, we did, you know, we, we do have some new information, some new data. We got a good glimpse at many of these teams. So in the series of dual meets, the winner was Warsaw for the boys, boys first year. North Ridge was second and Mishawaka was third and Goshen was fourth. But in traditional scoring, North Ridge beat Warsaw 42 to 45. So Warsaw beat what would have been a dual meet, but North Ridge won in traditional scoring. I, I don't know how to, what we can tell you then is that North Ridge boys and Warsaw boys are very close. And we kind of knew that coming in. Liam yeah. Bowski from Mishawaka, 1547. Uh, he is going to be an all-stater and he proved it by winning against good competition by, by 35 seconds. Yeah. On the girls side, uh, Warsaw girls were first Northridge girls were second. Mishawaka girls were third and Goshen was fourth. Uh, this is an eight team conference. We're just doing the top four. Warsaw would have scored 40 in a traditional meet Northridge scored 70 and then Mishawaka kept it pretty close with 71 and I had thought of North Ridge as a contender to make it out. And I yeah. thought of Mishawaka girls as maybe more along the lines of the Lloyd Christmas division 
And I uh, saw the results of this meet and I sent Chris Kovalevsky, the coach at Mishawaka, also one of our subscribers on Patreon. Thanks, exactly. Chris. And uh, I sent him a picture of Lloyd Christmas. You know, that we saw the same kind of thing here. I mean, like you said, Northridge, a team that uh, we felt good state meet aspirations uh, for Mishawaka to finish that close and the traditional scoring format, which is probably what matters more in this case. Um, that's a really good sign for the cavemen, lady cavemen, cave women. I don't know what they say up there. It's it's a cool mascot. I know you and Josh covered that, but I I let's go with the I think it's a it's it's a cool mascot, except I don't like when the mascots are inherently masculine and it it excludes half or more of your uh, percentage of athletes. Yeah. Anyway, shout out Mishawaka. Well, and we talked about, you know, cavemen. This is very traditional, far back thinking with the uh, requirements of the dual meets. But I got to say, I do applaud the coaches for coming up with a solution that we don't need to do this. Once, every, every week for seven yeah. weeks we can do this one time and and find a way uh around this uh boys rating minus nine girls rating minus 23 so that again that's that's nine seconds for the boys slower than average and 23 seconds for the girls slower than average and we'll see as we get to this was during the week and it was uh it was a nice week right yeah for temperature wise it was much nicer than say it had been the the prior week or than it's going to be this this um, upcoming yeah. week although the the projections um have have mellowed a little bit for this for this coming week so that was uh earlier in the week i do not have an exact day of the week that it was i believe it was tuesday uh manchester invite this was, used to be a big big thing when i was in high school uh penn boys 54 wabash 80 pins brandon mueller continues his great season he wins the race in 1557 do you Looking at these results, then do you do you fancy the Wabash boys as firmly in the mix to get out of New Haven? I, I would consider them in the mix right now. Yes, I think there's still a way to go here, but a good showing from Wabash boys early on uh, gives them a great shot at being that fifth team possibly out of New Haven. What Wabash? Do you know Wabash's uh, mascot? Uh, who is Wabash mascot here? The Apaches. I thought that was it, but I didn't want to be wrong here. So, right, yeah, in this in this sensitive age, you don't want to be wrong about anything. Without um, anything, yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I, I, uh, I think that Indians is a bad mascot, not in the sense that it's offensive. I just think it's a bad mascot. But I do like if it is specific tribes. Yeah. Um, but you know, personal mascots is kind of our thing on this. We like, like to take a look at the mascots. Imagine what if they had different names, what if they were repetitive, like the fish, fisher's fish, caramel cars. That's kind of, it's kind of our thing. Um, on the girl's side, East Noble 62 Huntington 109. Again, there were a lot of these meets had 20 some teams we don't have time to read off every single one. That would be the whole podcast, 40 minutes of us reading off school names. Uh, Huntington North freshman, Alice Friesen or Friesen, uh, somebody correct me on the pronunciation that knows, uh, keeps putting her name out there. She wins in 1842, Taylor, and she won by 28 seconds. However, my takeaway from this meet is that East Noble girls, who we thought had a good chance to make it to the state meet, and we, you had said even at some point that New Haven Regional on the girls' side had five locks, and yeah. everybody else was just going to be happy to be there. Um I thought maybe East Noble was was losing their grip a little bit, but 
after this meet, beating Huntington North pretty convincingly, beating uh, Columbia City was there, Fort Wayne Northrop was there. Do you think they've solidified their hold now that Macy Collin, one of their top runners, has come back? I, I think that certainly puts them back in that conversation uh, for sure, right? I mean, I, I think they got it. They're they're in, you know, maybe one of these other teams would be kind of iffy, but I, I think I, I like what uh, we've seen out of East Noble here thus far, probably the the third, maybe the fourth, uh, more than likely fourth best team in that New Haven uh, regional this year. Um, and by the way, just a quick aside on on that, uh, Alice, who I'll, maybe we'll say Friesen, uh, that's my guess. I think Friesen. I think she is showing um, why I've, I've said, she among many, this is the most exciting freshman class, particularly on the girl side. For sure, on the girl side. Yeah, and I and I again, it may not be the Sophia Kennedy, Lily Cridge class where it's like just absolute national level caliber, but the the depth is really exciting, um, particularly across the whole state for this class of I think twenty twenty seven. So, um, really fun to watch. There's a lot of, yeah, like you mentioned, there's not, there's not many, or maybe any coming in that are like, going to contend for the individual title. I mean, this is going right. to be the hardest year to contend for the individual title ever. But there are a lot of girls on title team, potential title teams and potential podium teams. And the podium conversation looks like it's getting really deep. And um, it's there's just, yeah, there's there's a lot of them in the mix for a lot of these schools. Yeah. Harrison invites, we're still staying in northern Indiana. Harrison invites uh, at the amphitheater there. Laporte boys, 86 shorthanded Lake Central missing their number two and their number five, according to INCC stats, 91. So still a close meet up front there. Bloomington South, 107. And then huge top three individually. We can kind of unpack this for just a minute. Ryan Ream from Bloomington South. Remember, he ran 903 over 3,200 meters in the track season. 1529, Shane Conroy of Portage, who ran 906 as a sophomore. 1531. And then a guy I've talked about on multiple occasions here, somebody to keep your eye on, uh, just a sophomore, Ben Pershon of Lake Central, 1534, and Ben ran 4.18 as a ninth grader last spring. What do you think that means for those kind of top three guys? Where do, you, where do we project them or where do you project them in a state meet setting? You know, I was big on Ryan Reem. I mentioned him as a guy who could potentially be in that conversation outside of the quote unquote favorites, right. That we've discussed Provenzano, Conway, uh, Todd, right. I mean, he could be likely a rolling now, likely a rolling. Yeah. I mean, he could be one of those guys. I think, I think we're, you just named three probable top 10 at state guys uh, with someone like Reem or possibly Conroy on the right day, uh, finding himself right inside that top five. Um, I'm not sure, you know, again, I did say, I thought if it wasn't, you know, X, Y, or Z, it could be Reem, but I, I think that, you know, Quagley Rowley's looking pretty darn tough too. We'll get to him here in a minute, but um, I, I think those are three top 10 at state meet kind of dudes right there. Report boys, maybe better than we thought. Like granted, you know, LC Lake Central doesn't have the number two and, and their number five. And they've got a bit of a gap, I think, after those five. But they're still pretty good, and they had Pershone up front. 
they're still pretty good. And I think what we're going to see out of Laporte is this, that's going to be enough to make them maybe that fifth team and in, in the semi or sorry, in the regional, the new Prairie regional, right. That they can hang on then going in uh, to the season. They're probably at least on INCC stats. I think they may have been the fifth uh, uh, ranked team in that regional. Um, but I, I think they sort of pulled away and will kind of maybe not be in that lot category by any means, but let's call them likely, right. Or a likely state meet team at this point. Um, you know, with maybe Portage being that sixth best team there in New Prairie. On the girls' side, Lake Central 53, Zionsville 61, and then a, a very shorthanded Bloomington South uh, team 115. Didn't have either of the Martolio twins. Lake Central girls maybe top 10 team at the state meet? It certainly looks that way. I mean, we talked a lot about the Lake Central boys kind of coming in this podcast uh, the past several months, honestly, going back to the, the track season. Uh, but the Lake Central girls are looking uh, really strong right there. I think I think we could see them as well. I mean, they're, you know, preseason 19 on INCC stats, fourth in that uh, New Prairie Regional, probably move up a little bit based off that when the big drop, Colin, happens uh, hopefully this week, I would guess. Yeah, I think it, it's we're recording this. It's Sunday night. And uh, I think it's probably going to happen Monday night or some point on Tuesday. And then we'll, we will... It, immediately have uh, a follow-up we'll probably even do uh, a three-man weave on that for the the big drop which is when incc stats updates everything and i i think we'll get into the ratings on here i think that in looking at a lot of these ratings and um i talked to andy count about this a lot yesterday like i think when the big drop happens we may see some some not even subtle shifts in these ratings but maybe pretty big yeah. So uh, boys rating at this plus 22, remember boys go first. So they're getting the benefit of better weather and it's early, late August, early September, that 30 minute difference, that 45 minute difference may be pretty significant depending on when the races start. One last point on Lake Central before we move on from this meet uh, on the girls side there, uh, beating Zionsville, a team do you consider maybe a top 10 team at the state meet? And then if we go back to the INCC stats thing, Lake Central girls, the ninth best adjusted ranking on uh, the weekend. Obviously not everybody raced or whatever, but is the question, are they a top 10 caliber team at state? That's certainly possible. Right. That seems pretty straightforward. If they had the ninth best rating and most, most teams ran and you're talking about adjusted rating too. So some of these yeah. schools, maybe it's like, like the Lake Central boys, well, we didn't have two of our guys, but when you look at the adjusted rating, it factors in, okay, if they would have run about what what would the team have looked like, giving yeah. them their average. Yeah. Uh, boys rating plus 22, girls rating minus three. So that difference there, um, and I think all of the girls ratings were minus and almost all of the boys ratings were, were plus this week. And I think we'll see some changes again after this big drop, which will probably just be in a, in a couple of days here. Okay, a lot to talk about here. I, I really went back and forth about which one should our featured meet be. And really the answer is this this meet should have been the featured meet for the girls. And um the other meet are the one that I chose, the featured meet probably should have been it for the boys, but we're not gonna we're not gonna split it. So here we go. Marion Invite at Indiana Wesleyan, excellent course, excellent uh environment. Warsaw Boys 71, Fort Wayne Concordia 76. Mount Vernon, 113, Angola, 128. Vaughn Hendrickson of Concordia, breakout race here. He wins in 1537. Best team in the New Haven Regional, Taylor. What do you project? Warsaw getting the better of Concordia here, but 
very, very close. Warsaw or Concordia at the New Haven Regional? Uh, I'll still take Concordia because it looks like one of their uh, big time scores, maybe their number two guy, hasn't raced yet. He comes back and he's ready to go. Then um, I think they're clearly ahead of Warsaw at that point, right? I mean, down five and you don't have your number two. Um, so I still think it's Fort Wayne Concordia, the best team in New Haven. Now, um, if they don't have uh, everybody available, then it could still be Concordia. Five points is not much, uh, but, you know, Warsaw would put themselves in that mix uh, should, you know, Fort Wayne Concordia not have everybody ready. Seems like at least at this point, Warsaw has the depth. Concordia has the front running. And how much does the depth help you in a, in a bigger field, a slightly bigger field at the regional? Or how much does how much does the front running, how much does Hendrickson, you know, who could potentially finish in the top 25 at the state meet, how much does maybe that, that help Concordia and, and flip that around. Um, although I, I would be willing to bet, I mean, you want to win every race, right. Especially uh, with your athletic department and, and winning some of these tournament meets, if you're not a team title contender, which, which neither of them are. Um, but I think they'll both be happy to, to advance to the state meet and we can lock both of them and we'll see in Terre Haute. Uh, girls side, we got a lot to talk about here, Taylor. Let's unpack it a little bit. Okay. Fort Wayne Concordia, 46. Fort Wayne Homestead, with as far as I could tell, everyone ran. Homestead, 60. Fort Wayne Carroll, 71. Penn, 131. Warsaw, 143. And Mount Vernon continues their, shout out, Jim Carrey. Mount Vernon continues their unlikely trek toward the state meet. And I got to yeah. say, it's, I don't think they're in the Lloyd Christmas division anymore. Mount Vernon scores 148. Yeah. Shout out to the Marauders. How about that? Let's, okay, let's, let's get into, there were, there's two parts to cross country. There's the team aspect, which yeah. for you and I over the course of, you know, since we've been in seventh grade or whatever has has been the one that interests us the most and continues yeah. to be the one that interests us the most. Right. And it is the most interesting girls team title race that I can remember. And that goes back 20 years at this point. Sure. Um, Homestead. Let's do a quick timeline here. First, first meet for many of these teams, Homestead goes in and dominates the field and beats all of the preseason, all of the other preseason title contenders other than Concordia at yeah. the meet at Northview. Yeah. Including Noblesville, who'd won last year and brought much of their girls back. And, and they beat Hamilton Southeastern. Yeah, preseason number one for us and also for INCC stats coming in. Right. And yeah. like number one with the bullet, right? Yeah. And they Homestead beat them pretty badly. And they went yeah. one, two, and I think they beat them at every position one through five. So now we're like Homestead. Sure. Then we find out that one of Concordia's all-state level runners has transferred and won't run for Concordia. So we, I mean, I don't know that we came on the podcast and said like, hey, we called them a title contender. They're not going to win now. Like we, but yeah. you and I and other people that we've talked to, like wrote them off as a title contender. Maybe yeah. they could, they're good. And they, they got a, a new freshman girl and they got a couple of girls who had great track seasons that are now kind of translating that. Maybe they could still hang in and be in the top five. Oh. Yeah, it could be a podium for somebody to flip up. They could in, in the top five and it's 400 schools in the whole state and only, you know, 800 kids go to that school. That'd be a great accomplishment. Sure. And then last week, so this would be one week after that, that uh, initial 4K meet when Homestead kind of had their 
put their name out there as as the team to beat. Concordia and Homestead had a meet that was separated by one point. Homestead beats Concordia by one. When you initially are scrolling through your phone, the results are coming in and you're like, oh, Concordia kept it within one. But then you look and it's like, oh, Addison Canabla didn't. Yeah. She, she makes it. I, I know from experience, dude, when you have the best kid in the state on your team, that makes a difference if that it, person competes or not. It is. So awesome. it's, we're thinking, okay, maybe, but maybe Concordia is the second best team, right? At that point, we did have Homestead on Indiana Runner. We had Homestead ranked first and second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, I'm sorry, we had Homestead and Concordia ranked first and second in that order. Yeah. The the coaches poll w- had been a mess. I'm sure that's getting ironed out. It's still it's still a mess. Don't even don't even acknowledge it. It's all. I, I think it'll be better in the in the coming days as we get more data. Um, I mean, it can't get any worse. That's right. So now we're thinking Homestead's a team to beat. Maybe Concordia's in the mix for second. Hamilton Southeastern's in there. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern beats Noblesville uh, after Noblesville beaten Hamilton Southeastern the week before. So HSE wins the Hamilton County meet, but it's close enough. It's like these teams are dead even. And potentially Homestead separated themselves. Maybe Concordia's in the mix for for second. Maybe some other teams in there. Carroll's pretty good. And then Concordia comes out and beats Homestead when each team ran all their kids. Yeah. So what is yeah. going on? Is Concordia the team to beat? I don't all this? I I think the answer to that is still is still Homestead is the team to beat. Um, I Homestead has the best girl. She's going to score a point at the state meet. There's that. Um, they also uh, have been really consistent. And and uh, well, they looked really good the first two weeks. I guess the point I was trying to make here is that they're relying on some freshmen, and they've got really good freshmen, but um, that doesn't always translate to being uh consistent throughout the season so if homestead can find that consistency with those freshmen then they still probably are the best team in this state um i think we just named or you just named concordia homestead and carroll as probably three of the top five teams in the state carroll we could probably have you know some deeper discussion on but uh concordia and homestead definitely uh possibly one two in the state certainly uh, two of the top four uh, with HSC and Noblesville also in the conversation there. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, it's early uh, with that. If Homestead can find that consistency, but Concordia girls have, in my mind, overperformed already. Like we talk, talked about a transfer out, uh, really kind of knocked them away in our mind of uh, title contention, just kept them at podium contention. And maybe that was a little premature on our end. And uh, those girls kind of showed us why. So, Long story short, I still think Homestead right now is the team to beat. I think Concordia could give them that run for their money at the state meet. Um, but, you know, as as we're having this conversation here on September 3rd, there's a long way to go. And Homestead will need their freshmen to deliver uh, as, as the season goes on for them. Concordia's team rating on INCC stats, and in the next couple of days, like we said, these could adjust. And and the the boys' rating at this meet was plus eighteen, and the girls' rating was minus sixteen. Yeah, and that could shift to let's say they change the girls' rating to minus six. That would significantly change Concordia's team rating. But Concordia's yeah. team rating of seventy nine was the best recorded team rating since twenty twenty. So in last year, no team had a, had a rating that low. 
And in 2021, no team had a rating that low. And there were some really good teams in the state, both, both of those years that, um, but again, we, we don't really know because we just don't necessarily have enough data, but we do know one thing we don't need, we don't need the numbers. We don't need to crunch anything anymore to know that Concordia did. I mean, they beat Homestead straight up at this beat. Yeah. So we don't really need to, you know, get our protractors out and measure it again to be like, well, we know on Saturday. With all available athletes right. had, you know. Right. That that Concordia on Saturday was better than Homestead. Now, as we project forward and maybe Homestead's deeper, whatever, but Concordia could win. The Concordia girls could win the state and Homestead could win. Yeah. And Carol wasn't all that far back either. No, that was also really impressive to see. Um, okay. As surprising and and um, impactful as the team race was, the individual race, perhaps even more so. Remember, this is on a minus 16 rating. Addison Canablo from Homestead, 1659. Ava Gerald from Pendleton Heights, 1712. Nikki Sutherland from Delta, 1729. And Joey Rastrelli from Warsaw, 1758. Sutherland and Rastrelli were first and second in the 1600 at the state meet last fall. Yeah. Or last spring, rather. So what the... Uh what the heck what, what do we make of that what the heck happened here well uh yeah first of all shout out Addison Canablo sub 17 incredible performance it is a fast course but it is a negative rating incredible performance regardless congratulations that's that's just fantastic we go in here i think we said uh it was likely a toss up between Canablo and Sutherland as far as the individual title on the girl side is considered I still think it will be between Canablo and Sutherland. Uh, no offense to Ava Jarrell. We'll, we'll talk more about her and, and even Joey Rastrelli uh, later on here. But I, um, I I still think those are the two best girls uh, uh, resume as a whole. Um, and I think that the state meet will come down between them. But the door isn't totally shut for someone like a, a Jarrell or a Rastrelli in the right kind of conditions that, you know, if uh, one of those two big names that I said, Canablo or Sutherland aren't quite uh, up to their usual self that day uh, or whatever, you know, then that, that would open the door there. But I, I, I still think it's Canablo v Sutherland on October 28th. So Canablo's 1659, that was her course time. Her adjusted time, now it's minus 16, but remember that's for the average kid in the field. And obviously Addison Canablo is not an average kid. Anything but. Her adjusted time on INCC stats. And again, we may be spinning our wheels on this and and some adjustments are made um, as we drop out preseason ratings and and things like that. But her adjusted time as it sits uh, on Sunday evening is 1649. I had our I had our research staff go over this. Yeah. 1649 is the best adjusted rating, adjusted time in the history of INCC stats. So that would include and the the, the each adjusted rating that you can look at per kid only goes back to 2012. Yeah. But since 2012, we've had Lily Cridge and we've had Anna Roar and we've had Ashley Erba. 
Yeah. Who were all nationally. I mean, Anna, Anna Aurora won two Foot Locker titles. Yeah. Well, we know Canablo could be, you know, if healthy at that level. And hopefully we'll see that postseason uh, this year. And this also speaks to the trend that we've noticed and talked about a lot, which is times are getting faster. And a lot of it is shoe technology, but there are other factors. And, uh, you know, this is just going to be the, the maybe not the norm. I'm not saying we're going to see girls normally break 17 all the time, but it's going to become a little bit more commonplace that we'll, we'll start to see this because I think that's just the direction of, you know, where we're seeing both the girls, uh, particularly um, a little bit behind the boys in terms of time, right? So girls cross country has been around for what, 50, pushing 50 years, 40 some years. 40. First year of girls cross country was 1981 at the state meeting. Yeah. And they had so a couple other kind of unofficial years. Yeah. So we're, we're just a little over 40. So it's just, yeah. you know, there's, there's a ways to go and we're seeing them get a lot better. That was quite a meet. Uh, we've got a few to go through. I am, um, I'm a, I've, I've got more written on here than we have time for. And after this, we are going to go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana runner. We are up to 74 subscribers. My goal was 60 within the first year. And you and Josh had said, Oh, I think we can, I definitely think we can do that. And I was like, well, we'll see. And we've already hit 74 um, in this. And you can be one of our Patreon subscribers. After this, we're going to do our extra stuff. Um, we'll, we'll tie up some loose ends. We'll, things we didn't have time to say on here. And then we're actually going to kind of just for fun, do like an NFL team draft um, and keep track of that through the, through the year. So patreon.com slash Indiana runner. If you want to subscribe, get some extra content, exclusive and early access uh, and exclusive early and extra access, all the good, all the good stuff. Uh, state preview. We really got to fly through these next two. Uh, apologies to the teams that were at this, but they'll, they'll understand. State preview uh, on the boys' side, Zionsville 47, shorthanded Fisher 61, Valpo 63, Center Grove 85. Those are four uh, likely state meet teams. Sam Quagliarelli continues his great season. Is he the number one runner individually in Indiana right now? Uh, well, we don't have time to talk about it, but he looks pretty good. 15-29 uh, for Sam. His teammate, Matt Kim, 15-50. Mason Nobles of Valparaiso, 15-56. The Zionsville duo of Spies and Turnbull, 16-01. Dan, uh, I think, it's, oh, sorry, it's Kyle Montgomery. Dan Montgomery is a kid that ran for uh, my team years ago, Kyle Montgomery from Center Grove, 1603. Those seem like, like seven all state level dudes. Uh, there's kind of a log jam now for the second best team. Uh, Fishers has front running. I don't know if that compensates for their, their, uh, lack of depth, lack of depth in comparison to Zionsville and, uh, Noblesville. If you had to pick one team right now to finish second at the state meet in October, late October, uh, or even even first, if you're not sold on the on the team rank number one, uh, who would yeah. you pick of those three? Uh, well, I am sold on the team rank number one, by the way. But I I would say uh, I'm going to go with Noblesville right now. I still I still think Noblesville is probably the second best team uh, because of some of that depth, but uh, I. Zionsville, I think could be close. Fishers, again, yeah, could get up there, but I'm I'm still I'm still on Noblesville right there and what I think will be a Carmel v. Noblesville matchup. Girl side, uh just team scores here. We really got to keep moving. Valpo 37. Westfield was missing one, 65, center Grove 75. Boys rating minus 15. Girls rating minus a, a minute and nine seconds. That's a lot. And I we had boots on the ground there. I did text Scott Litskin and he said conditions were tough. 
And if yeah. Scott Lidskin is saying conditions were tough, then we know conditions were tough. Uh, we Apologies here. We're just going to have to say Brownsburg invite, Brownsburg boys win. Ian Baker wins in 15-38. Uh, uh, Scout Newman of Brownsburg wins the girls individually, 18-36. Boys rating plus 23, girls rating minus 20. We can talk later, maybe type some loose ends about why. How could there be a 43-second difference there? Um, I have no shortage of uh, no shortage of theories Problems. on that. Okay. Yeah. Our featured meet, and we're down to seven minutes. I think we've got enough time to go through this. Um, and then we'll quickly do our state highlight. We don't even have time for anything else. Rick Weinheimer Classic. This is a slightly altered course. It looks like it didn't impact the times all that much when you look at the boys' race. I think the girls' race was impacted, but not because of the new course, just because of the, the conditions. Uh, Noblesville boys, 64. Floyd Central, 88. Columbus North, 115. Bloomington North, 118. Second time Columbus North has gotten the better of Bloomington North in consecutive weeks uh, in a very close race. And then my guys. So here's our teams, Taylor. Here we go. Bloomington North, 118. Greenfield, 124. We, we kind of have a, a, a bet there. Not a bet, but we just a point of pride. The one's yeah. your team, one's my team. Um, Pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Can't wait for the big showdown at the state meet when Greenfield makes it out. Let's get it done, boys. All right. Individually, Will Conway of Floyd, 15-10. He's had a good start to his season. This is maybe the race of the uh, the race of the weekend. Neil White, a junior from Columbus North, 15-13. Jacob Mitchell, uh, a so yeah, Neil White is a junior. Jacob Mitchell, a sophomore from Bloomington North, 15-18. Uh, Greenfield's Chris Ross, 15-27. And then there's might have to make room in the five families here. Lucas Servencione of mm. Floyd, 1532. Okay, real quick. You ready? Rapid team-by-team yeah. team outlook. Just tell me, give me one sentence about where you see this team uh, over the next eight weeks leading into the state meet. Noblesville boys. Noblesville boys contending for that runner-up finish. I think that they're the second best team in the state right now. Floyd Central boys. Uh, Floyd Central, they're going to be a state meet team, and they're going to have a guy in the mix to be the total, the overall champion, the individual champion, and that'll be good for them. Columbus North boys. Uh, Columbus North boys have uh, bounced back. Uh, what could be considered, a, you know, maybe not as as strong a year for them, but they're really kind of showing pretty well going in. Bloomington North boys. Uh, go Cougars. Continue to improve and get better. Uh, that will continue to translate. They're going to get healthy. I'm telling you, man, watch out. I'm still still Team Cougar all the way. Greenfield boys, uh, Greenfield boys. I'm, I would love to see them at the state meet. I think they've got a legitimate chance at getting there. Uh, like you said, let's get it done. Most treacherous path Greenfield. I mean, Greenfield would make Greenfield would be almost a lock in any other way, but they're at Shelbyville. So that's, that's yeah. geographically how it works out. Okay. Girls side, four and a half minutes to go. Noblesville girls, 44 Avon, one Oh five Columbus North, one ten. Floyd, one sixteen, And then Whiteland was fifth. And I, uh, neglected to put a team score on there accidentally individually Libby Dowdy of Indian Creek maybe kind of a fringe individual title contender she's had a really good start to this uh 1752 Jessica Hegedus of Avon 1811 Caitlin Stewart of Floyd 1838 Whiteland's Victoria Jackson 1854 Riley Flynn of Noblesville 19 flat true or false Noblesville is still the girls team to beat false it's Homestead what do we make of these combined races and the results are separated by technology based on enrollment? Yeah. So I know where you're going with this because this is your ideal state meet scenario, right? Having class. Yes, this is my ideal tournament and it's the state meet culminating in this. Yes. That we would have one race with a single champion 
uh, at the state meet, however, there would be, you know, individual or so team scoring based off enrollment. Um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to do it. I like the fact that it's combined together. Uh, it happens at uh, the Weinheimer Classic. It happens at several other meets that we go to throughout the year. Um, it's easy to make sense of. And like you said, the technology exists. It seems like the next logical step, uh, but maybe we need to get rid of these round robin super duels first. Listen, I'll tell you what I tell everyone else every day of my existence since 2007. If it's good enough for Rick Weinheimer, it should be good enough for you. Boys rating plus 22, girls rating minus nine. Three minutes to go. State highlight of the week presented by Three Rivers Running Company. And soon we hope to bring you a promo code and help you save on running shoes and running apparel. Uh, I'll get that to you when it's when it's finalized. I wouldn't want to announce it and then it's not it's not working yet. It'll probably take through Labor Day weekend. Uh, that you'll receive a certain percentage off in the month of September. Well, we only have time for state highlight. What's your state highlight from this weekend or this week? Uh, yeah, my state highlight is Ava Jarrell from Pendleton Heights, uh, a massive uh, runner-up finish there at Marion. Uh, she had run 18-15 Colin at the Taylor uh, invite of first week of the, the year. The well-named Taylor invite. You know, it's a great place. I mean, you know, it's a great name, uh, which at 1815, man, that's awesome. Be really it proud. Is. Excited. That is a fast time. Um, I mean, then she messed around and dropped a 1713 this past week in here. Just a major, major step. Um, we saw her kind of bust in the scene a little bit last fall, definitely this spring. Um, but I think Ava Jarrell, again, could be a top five uh, individual there at the state meet. Uh, so big shout out to her and that massive improvement that she has shown uh, a lot of hard work put in, I'm sure. Okay, so you did individual. I'm going to do team. You know who killed it this weekend? Like kind of yeah. subtly and you you wouldn't be able to tell because the meet they went to did junior, senior, freshman, sophomore, didn't even have team scores, combined team scores. Evansville writes boys like they look like they could win that or be in the mix to win that Evansville regional. They had right. a 254 team rating, and they were not far behind Columbus North boys, Bloomington North boys. Floyd had a really good week. They seemed to be ahead. But I'd been thinking, okay, maybe they're a contender to get out. They made it out last week. Like, they look like a lock, man. They look is, like a lock right now. Is that a pocket? The Pocket City? Is that what Evansville is known as? Is that the nickname for them? It could be. It could yeah, be. I, don't, I, this is, I, I think that's right, but someone will correct me, but I believe Evansville is known as the Pocket City. I know sure. I say this all the time. I think this is our best podcast yet. We had so much to do. We got through so much of it. I know we left. A, we left quite a bit of meat on the bone. We are going to switch over to the Patreon and before our just for fun Indiana other podcast where we do an NFL team draft, you, me and Josh, we'll tie up some of these loose ends and you too can be our 75th subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash Indiana runner to subscribe and get exclusive extra and early access to everything that we do. Taylor, I'll see you on the Patreon. Let's do it. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.